Now, South Africa has always been a meat-crazy nation. Uh, you think of weekend brides, you think of biltong at the rugby, bacon on the scuttle when you're out camping. So it's interesting to me that Google Trends puts us in the top 20 countries worldwide that are interested in following a vegan or plant-based diet. We're the only country in Africa to be on that list. Now, joining us on the line now to talk about this is dietitian Natalie Matt. Natalie, good evening. Thanks for joining us. Good evening. Thanks so much for having me. Are you finding an increasing number of clients wanting to follow a plant-based diet? Absolutely. I'm finding many clients um, and a mix of demographics. It's not just um, teenagers, which is what I would regularly see, but I'm seeing um, entire families and I'm seeing a mix of men and women who want to incorporate more of a plant-based approach. And it's not that exactly as you've said, they don't want to go completely 100% plant-based. They maybe want to do more of a flexible approach. Um, And a lot of people are also looking at it from a health perspective um, because there is so much in the public eye that is talking about increasing the amount of plants that we're eating or at least being kinder to the animals that we are eating. Well, that's exactly it. That's that's my feeling too, Natalie. Um, as an expert in nutrition and diet, can you definitively say that it is a healthier choice? It depends on how you are eating. So there are what I would call kind of like convenience store vegans and vegetarians who are eating Oreos and bread and just fruit who are not getting a balanced diet. And there are people who have very considered um, diets uh, where they're getting in enough supplemented and fortified foods as well. So with a vegan diet, uh, you are cutting out certain foods um, that are going to contain vitamin B12. And I often like to look at what what group of people do we have long-term data on who have lived in this way? And I was thinking about it the other day. We don't have long-term data on veganism, but we really do have great data on vegetarians. Mm. Um, and it is the one thing that if we're not supplementing or consuming, supplementing with vitamin B12 or consuming enough fortified foods where they've added, um, there is a potential that people are not going to get a vitamin be enough vitamin B12 um, because there are no vegan plant sources and there's a, a very entertaining person called the Angry Chef who you can follow online who had a fight with a pretty famous vegetarian because he thinks that we really need to be aware that there are no naturally occurring um, plant sources of vitamin B12. Um, and in South Africa, we don't have a lot of fortified products yet. So often one of the things that is an issue for me is that we think, well, this is what happens overseas. It must be the same in, in South Africa. And our um, food industry is really progressive. Just as you said, South Africans are progressive. We're interested in um, plant-based eating. But our food industry hasn't quite caught up yet to the same level um, internationally. And so we don't have as many fortified products. For example, our nutritional yeast in South Africa is not fortified with vitamin B12 like some of the international um, brands are. And so those are things that people must keep in mind when they are... Uh, thinking about plant-based eating and when they're reading stuff from overseas about a plant-based diet. Natalie, um, why is vitamin B12 so important in our diet and where and where can you find it? Brilliant question. So vitamin B12 is the most difficult to absorb B vitamin. Um, it has a very, its uh, role in the body is uh, 
quite big. And the biggest thing that you will experience is a poor mood or low energy if you have a vitamin B12 deficiency. It's actually very common in people who have... um, if you're taking like a proton pump inhibitor, Nexium, Trustin, any of those, if you're taking, um, if you have any absorption issues, so if you have celiac disease or anything like that, um, you might not be absorbing vitamin B12 in any case. Um, and you really just won't feel very good from a mood perspective and from an energy perspective. And so it's a very complicated vitamin to absorb normally. Um, and we get it from animal products. You'll get it from your dairy from animal flesh, whether it is meat or cheese, from eggs. Um, so it's always from a plant, uh, from an animal source. You are not going to get it naturally from a plant-based source unless it is fortified. Hmm, so interesting. Natalie, if it is a better choice to go more plant-based, why do so many people struggle to make the switch? Is it, is it psychological? Is it, our, is it our background? What do you think it is? I think you identified really well earlier that we are a loving nation. Um, and it's not really that, I just think in terms of the stereotypical South African, it's a, it is quite a hard switch. Um, like, what do you take to a brow? What do you do if you are going to those normal, uh, envir- uh, those normal like social interactions? But the food industry is really catching up and there are options now for, that are like non-meat options that we never had before. And mm-hmm. so it's a lot easier, just the options, the optionality that we have. And I mean, especially if in your neighborhood, there was already quite a lot. Like I find at my local spa now, there are so many uh, friendly options for vegans and vegetarians that there weren't before. And so I think it's becoming a lot easier now. Um, and it's becoming a lot more socially acceptable because there is just a much greater variety of products available. So you no longer just have to take like a big uh, mushroom with you mm. to a buy. You can <laughs> actually find something um, at your local shop without having to go too far. And then also because of lockdown, a lot of us shop online now more than before. And so you can find online places that will sell stuff that you maybe wouldn't have even considered doing before. And so the actual availability of different options is much greater. Um, And I think that's fantastic. It makes it a lot easier for South Africans. Um, But it's also that we love things like cheese and dairy and people struggle with that, uh, giving that all together. But you don't have to go... People think of plant-based eating incredibly black and white, like Mm. you either are or you aren't. And you absolutely can start using less meat. You can start using your meat instead of as the main, main event. You can use it as more of a kind of garnish the way Chinese people often um, in Chinese cuisine there will be just two or three slices of a bit of meat on top of a dish uh, instead of it being the entire dish and so there are a lot of cuisines where meat is treated differently and I think we can be inspired by that and use that and then also when we do eat animal products or meat products don't um, focus on using as much, I already said that, but um, also, you don't have to use it all the time. So you can, Mark Bittman is a food writer who wrote a book called Vegan Before Six. So he says, anything with a face, not before 6 a, uh, <laughs> not before six p.m. And then you've got more of a plant-based, like he would do a whole lot of plant-based breakfasts and lunches that are really easy. And then you dramatically decrease the amount of animal products that you're eating in the day. And so you can also decrease your impact in that way. 
That's really good advice. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Cape Talk. I'm Amy McIvan. I'm in conversation with dietitian Natalie Matt. We're talking about plant-based diets and whether you should or shouldn't make the switch or whether you can actually just do a little bit of both. Natalie, I was chatting to my husband about the subject today and he's probably a typical South African man. And he said, you know, when the menu comes along in the airline, he doesn't even look at the vegetarian option. He knows that it's Mm. just, it's not an option for him. He's not interested. Do you find more women turning to veganism? Initially, yes, but now I'm finding it's whole families. I have had male clients. I have had even teenage, young teenage boys um, making the switch. So it's not the most common switch, but it is much more acceptable now than it used to be. Um, And everyone is interested in it. And I think it's mostly driven by health, um, a quest to be healthier. Mm. But some people also just prefer it from the ethical side. And so it's not just girls. It's not just teenagers. It is whole families. I think it's it's also increasing in popularity due to uh, the abundance of information about it. Uh, documentaries like Game Changers on Netflix and, yes. and several sort of elite um, athletes you know, being mm. very vocal about the fact that they that they yeah. follow a plant based diet. I'd love like to ask you with Hamilton example. Well, yes. Exactly. Um, I'd love to to ask you to just stay on the line for five more minutes. I'd like to play a click a quick clip by Arsenal football player Hector Bellerin to hear what he says about being vegan. Mm. Being a professional footballer means your diet has to be absolutely on point. I was already eating meat less and less when I started watching documentaries like What the Health. I realized then that there were athletes out there that were not just vegetarian, but actually vegan. So I started researching and found out that a vegan diet wasn't just suitable for me, it was actually better for my body. So I switched. My family is Spanish and eat meat with almost every meal, but I wanted to try veganism to see if it could help me achieve my full potential. And it did, really quickly. My ankles were just to gain flame, improve, and I found that I was recovering quicker between games. Health is not the only reason I'm vegan, it was the ground zero, but now there are other reasons that push me to do it. The sustainability of the environment and animal cruelty now motivate me just as much as health. The way I feel physically and mentally, I mean, I'm doing the right things, makes me really happy to be a vegan. I think something like that really can have a lot of influence. Natalie, as, as a professional in this regard, is um, a plant-based diet nutritionally proven to enhance performance? You can definitely, so one of the things that we see is that people who eat more plants tend to have less inflammation. And at a professional level, I think that can make a huge impact, Mm. especially if it's properly managed. And so someone like this is definitely going to be paying attention to getting enough protein, getting the right mix of protein, carbohydrates and fats. And anyone who wants to make the switch, you absolutely can do it. Whole families can do it. But it does need to be carefully monitored. And I would encourage anyone who's interested in going completely vegan, just checking in with a health professional like a dietitian whose area of expertise it is, just to make sure, are you getting the right mix of nutrients because you can get a lot like people go oh but if there's no dairy where's the calcium there are calcium sources like tahini sesame seeds that are um, not from dairy but you want to know how much do i need to meet my requirements Um, especially if you are pregnant or breastfeeding there your energy requirements and your nutrient requirements are really high you want to make sure that you are meeting your requirements and also any children it can be done but the 
diet needs to be carefully put together. So it's not that it's impossible, not at all. Um, I would just make sure that you are meeting your requirements, um, especially anyone who is going through either a lot of growth um, or has high energy requirements like a pregnant woman, a breastfeeding woman, mm-hmm. just because you need to check that everything is balanced. I'm actually so glad you raised that because being completely unfamiliar with most vegan options, I I wouldn't have a clue where to get certain vitamins and and sources of, of various things that our body needs. Yes, and there are nutrients. It's, everyone goes, ah, oh, vitamin B12, but you also need to make sure that you're getting enough copper, enough zinc. Um, you'll get an abundance of vitamin C. Um, you'll get an abundance of your uh, uh, your beta carotenoids, your vitamin A, as a precursor. But you need to know about things like calcium. Where are you getting those from? And that's really what a dietitian's job is, to just mm. help you check that you know where those are. Um, And that's really the place of a dietitian is not to say, you know, don't eat chocolate, but just to help make sure that you understand how you can meet your requirements through food, ideally. And in the the vegetarian diet, you might not need to supplement with vitamin B12, but um, I know that in America, it is the position of the American Dietetics Association that you do vegetarians and vegans supplement daily with vitamin B12. Natalie, when you have clients coming to your practice that want to alter their diet as a result of disease, say maybe diabetes Mm. or cancer, do you steer them towards a plant-based diet? I steer my clients where they want to go. So I actually had someone this weekend who came to say, I want to do more plant-based eating. And with her particular genetic mix of diseases that both her her mother and her dad had and her grandparents, I actually encouraged her to follow more of a flexitarian approach, including more fish, simply because the omega-3s that we get from a plant-based way of eating are not as potent as the omega-3s that we get from fish. And there, in terms of limiting the impact that she has on the environment, she can eat small oily fish like sardines, mackerel, she can eat um, calamari, and those are really nice sustainable options, but they are much more potent omega-3s because she doesn't need a lot of fat. She actually wants to lose a little bit of weight. And so it's really important that you take into consideration the whole person. What is their aim? What do they want to achieve? Um, I, you, everyone needs to eat more vegetables. At a whole, South Africans do not access enough fruits and vegetables. There simply are not enough fruits and vegetables for every single one of us to be Mm. getting our five a day. And when we talk about five a day, it's not five fruits. It's five vegetables and fruits in a day. Um, And so most South Africans, before we even think about plant-based eating, most South Africans will benefit from eating more fresh produce. It'll help lower blood pressure. It will help improve digestion and immunity. Everyone feels good when they eat enough fresh produce. I do really like your approach, Natalie. It's more about doing what's right for your body and and what's healthiest for you. Mm, Absolutely. And that is really why I think uh, you do want to make sure that you are visiting a dietitian to check that you are on track for you. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. That was Johannesburg-based dietitian Natalie Matt talking to us about the benefits of following a plant-based diet.